this week on Log It. We are here to talk about the 1989 Rob Reiner film, When Harry Met Sally. Christmas movie, question mark? Christmas adjacent? Definitely a romance, a rom-com. This was shot by Barry Sonnenfeld, wrote by Nora Ephron, starring Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. Her first real leading role. I'm here with my beatboxer, Andy Z. What's up, man? What's up? How's it going? <laughs> that, was, that was cool. Yeah, a little. I might just keep a little, that. Uh, off the top of the dome. Special edition <laughs> intro song. You know, I used to want to, I legitimately in high school wanted to be really good at beatboxing. Like what I just did is nothing. Like, but I used to practice. I used good. to practice in my room <laughs> and watch videos <laughs> to get better. <laughs> that was definitely one of those things that I wanted to be good really? at too. But I don't think I ever went that. F- oh yeah, but you see somebody doing like a cool beatbox Dude, thing, and you're so like, that would yeah. be cool to be able to do. Yeah. People would probably think I was real cool if I could do that. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Now you're a beatboxer. You're on the record. Uh, yep. so now everyone knows. Log it, fulfilling childhood dreams <laughs> every day. Well, I'm very excited to be here with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great, dude. It's. I feel like it's been a minute since we've done one. Yeah, we did Polite Society, which was like... It was like a m- month ago? Three, almost. Three weeks? November flew by. Dude, I know. What the hell? I missed, we missed Thanksgiving. I was planning on doing an episode that week, but it just kind of fell through. So we did end up taking a week off, which I I, I didn't really want to do. Just but. you? Were you going to do like a single? Like just you doing it yourself? Ian was going to be on mm. um, the 22nd. We were going to record one, which I was just going to do me and him. Mm-hmm. Um, or I was going to try to get other people, but it, again, it just kind of fell through. Yeah. But he had to, he got called into work. Oh, I see. He sounded busy. I don't know. He, I'm always afraid he's like really busy, and I'm just like, "Come yeah. on the podcast." <laughs> he's like, "Bro, you just I'm hear working. you're on the phone with him. You just hear like letters and like paper <laughs> flapping around in the behind. <laughs> I can't talk. I can't talk. <laughs> it's like Santa's workshop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. But yeah, it feels like it's been way longer. But it was just like two episodes ago, technically, when we did Polite Society, which was a really fun episode. Mm -hmm. And everybody should listen to if they haven't yet. Uh, But we're here to talk When Harry Met Sally. You picked that this week. I sure did. I'm really excited about. It was a refreshing Mm -hmm. one. We've had a lot of heavy movies recently. And so Mm -hmm. it was nice just to have like a rom-com that was pretty and funny. and uh, Yeah, Yeah. really charming, fun people to watch. Mm -hmm. So this one I'm excited to talk about and hear, you know, why you picked it and all that good stuff. But I have an update I wanted to tell you about. I did text you about this when I got home with it. Uh But I got new speakers for my oh yeah (laughs) dude (laughs) my yeah uh at home viewing setup yeah so andy to ask me about on the show we had been using a bose speaker which is just like a pretty normal like outdoor cheap one outdoor you didn't tell me that part 
Yeah, it was just like one of those normal. Wait, you were using an outdoor speaker for your in. I mean, it's just like one of the Bluetooth ones. It's an anywhere oh, speaker, but it's just like it was just like saying. it was just like a carry around, you know, portable Bluetooth oh, speaker. Nothing like speaker. okay, okay, crazy. <laughs> and I was like, this is good enough. Like, yeah. you know, it's way better than the actual TV. Mm-hmm. And then on Black Friday, we were out, and I saw a good sound bar deal, and I'd been looking for Dude. a while yeah. at sound bars, and this one had, you know, the subwoofer. It had two yeah. back speakers you know so you get the full 360 and i was like you know let's do it it's like a pretty small investment relative to like how much time we watched movies and stuff Mm -hmm. and so i was like let's just try it and so we got it we watched it first movie we watched was elf because we were setting up our christmas tree that day i watched and so i watched elf too (laughs) nice i watched it the day after thanksgiving (laughs) i think that was when we watched it too actually we might have watched it the same day that's awesome but it was the first movie with the speaker. Maybe it was was it home, which one did oh, I you, text no, you? Home you Alone me, or Elf? You told me it was Home Alone, though. Okay, then I'm mixing them up because we watched them like back to back, basically. So it's Home Alone. But th- the point is, it's revolutionized everything. Dude. My TV's nicer now. Everything my ho- everything feels better. Like it's made the TV bigger somehow, having good sound. Bigger sound. And I've just been immersed in these movies in ways i totally underestimated Dude, so and I, I feel so i feel so i feel like i'm it's like plato's like uh, cave where i was watching <laughs> shadows and you're, you were like come yeah. to the color yeah. in f- real world and i was like yeah <laughs> you know this one's good you're um you're a uh, mcfly's uh dad and and I'm the 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 alien that puts the the headphones in and then plays Van Halen. <laughs> just blows yeah. minds. Your kids are gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been it's been a game changer, and and really wasn't like that big of an investment because you know it's like not even close to the price of the TV, which we have we don't have a, a super expensive nice mm-hmm. TV, uh, but. Um, they're still very expensive, but, um, yeah, I just had to, I just had to come in kind of grovel yeah. and just be like, yeah, no, oh, yeah. this was a big deal. This is, I was under, I was under, I was, you know, yeah. I was underselling it. So everybody upgrade it. It, it. If you've bought a nice TV, get a good sound system. Cause it really does it, change worth it. the whole experience. If you, if you watch movies at home. Yeah. Like, if you're spending hours, yeah. think yeah. about price per hour. Yeah. If you go to the movies for 20 bucks, that's like almost 10 bucks an hour for a normal movie. Mm-hmm. If you get a speaker for $150 and spend 15 hours using it, that's the same price per u- hour <laughs> as going to a movie. And you'll probably go to the movies less and save money. This sounds like you thought, is this what you told your wife? Is this, <laughs> this sounds like you already had? <laughs> this is how I think about everything with money like video games people always complain about but if you spend 20 hours playing a 70 dollar video game your price per hour is still so low compared to like going to a movie movies are really i love movies i love movie theaters but they're really a a really bad price like a bad bargain Mm -hmm. nowadays Mm -hmm. especially if you buy treats and and factor in that if you have to pay for parking price per hour a video game is a much better investment yeah i don't know where i heard somewhere yesterday but uh, movie yeah. theaters make m- most of their money through snacks which is why it's so expensive so yeah i've heard that especially like with disney movies yeah. i've heard they get like a super small cut of uh, ticket sales for those yeah. that sucks because yeah 
So buy treats, go to the theater, but also invest in your home theater too. Make your own treats. You know, it's more fun. It's more fun when you pop your own corn. Yeah, that sounded inappropriate. I'm going to cut that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that was fun, and I, I'm glad. I don't know. I, I was like, I was very excited. I texted you right when I got yeah, home. Yeah. With it. I was like, I'm doing it. I was it genuinely so excited I was... when I saw that. <laughs> you, yeah. I was like, I was deep in tamale making that day. And then like nice. I saw that. I was like, oh, he got one. <laughs> well, cool. That was fun. Uh, you have a... Uh, warm-up question which is a really fun one i do yeah as it happens so often on instagram there's always these trending stories and i saw one last week that was movie related and it was post the six movies that define you and i thought that was a pretty fun question and you said to me get to know you too just for uh that like kind of help get to know you i read it in like there's different ways that you can choose the movies i i think because it can be yeah six movies that you really love you know that just are movies you'll watch whenever but i took it as six movies that defy you as a person so these six movies are like if anyone watches these they know oh okay yeah this is very caleb you know it's a lot of pressure (laughs) is it no (laughs) So I want to know what yours are, and then I'll tell you what mine are. Okay, but yeah, maybe so, it is a little because yeah, you're, you're it's like a little window to your soul. It is if if you're do you know depending on how you do it, which I did try to do it the way I interpreted it. We did talk about this before the show, so this is kind of quick. Come up, but I think that helps. Uh, I think that helps. I think when you're on uh, on the spot thinking the thing, sometimes you you're a little better at it. Yeah, actually, yeah. So. so I gave. I gave Caleb the heads up to kind of think about it because I didn't want to just be like six movies now go, you know, <laughs> and def- yeah, yeah, to get yeah. to know me. So, so I did my best. I might edit these as we're going, but these are the ones that just kind of came to mind between childhood and now, kind of, and okay. and just ones that I think I don't know, like you said, would help get to know me. Okay, I wanted to do a few movies that were on repeat when I was growing up. We um, didn't actually have like cable television when I was a kid for a long time. Probably not till I was like in high school. So we wow. really watched like VHSs. Yeah. So VHSs, if I had a good one, I'd rewatch it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was you know that was we had limited options. And and when you're a kid, you love the you know I, I think every kid will rewatch his favorite yeah, movie. Yeah. For some over reason, over, it was right? easier than just to watch the same movie Comforting like every and, day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like all my siblings, all my younger siblings, I remember having their movies, kind of. But one of mine that I I feel like is a good influence, I I loved sports growing up, and I loved sports movies. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about that. Eventually, we're going to do a baseball month, maybe when baseball starts up this year. I'm ready for that. I mean, Andy, you've talked about that. Yeah. One of mine, though, is The Big Green, which is a soccer movie. It's a very old uh, soccer movie. It it was kind of like around the era of, like, The Sandlot and... Little Giants, mm-hmm. really great, like underdog sports yeah. movies. Uh, the Big Green was about kids at kind of like a Midwest, middle of nowhere town, mm-hmm. and they get a British school teacher who wants to teach them how to play soccer. And so all these kids who've never even heard of soccer learn how to play soccer, and it's very fun. Mm-hmm. Real, it's a kids movie for sure. But it's, I have watched it as an adult a few times. But I still love it. It's like a reverse Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's got that that yeah. like, classic formula. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it kind of sounds like Taika Waititi's new movie, 
too, oh, which is that's about right. like a New Zealand kids learning how to yeah, play soccer. Yeah, haven't seen that yet. It looks cool. Yeah. It looks good. I'm gonna wait. I, like obviously, I'm gonna wait for that to, to stream. I'm gonna stream that one instead of theater. <laughs> so I, I love that one, and it's all about weird kids, you know, yeah. bonding together. I love and, that. You know, supporting. Yeah. You, always all right. a home run for me. Yeah, uh, I'm already so starting. To, I love soccer. I'm already starting to get to know you, man. Just <laughs> one pick. <laughs> <laughs> the next one. I'll do another childhood like rewatch one mm-hmm. Power Rangers Turbo. It was the second Power Rangers oh. movie, not the one with Ooze. Not with Ivan Ooze. That not was the Ivan one Ooze, which I love that one. That was the one where they go into the jungle. Yes, yeah. and they become Ninja yes. Rangers, which the Ninja Rangers still are like my favorite Ranger. Wait, what was that movie version. called? Which part was the name of it? Power Rangers Turbo, Turbo? I want to say. No, are you sure? No, Turbo? I'm not, I'm not look it up. I don't think I, it's I Turbo. I wrote that down without double checking last night. Turbo there, is there, ten seconds. Turbo ago. is after our generation, man. We we weren't Turbo. Um, I might have. Well, so hold on, let me see. I think this is where they become Turbo. So Turbo is 1997. So it's called Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. What? And this one, so I I was still a fan. 97. I would have been six. But this one I rewatched a lot. But also, wait, Turbo's cars. That's not. That's not the. That's not the jungle oh, one. Well, then this is when they. Oh, they, I mix. It, I always combine them. This is the one I went to though, because this is the one with little Billy when they when Billy gets replaced by the young kid. Okay, I can't say I've seen Turbo then. It's pretty cool. It's definitely like lower budget, more of like a TV movie. Yeah, I went to the a premiere of this, or at least like a a special screening. Mm-hmm. Because my dad, he was a journalist, but he covered film stuff for a while and would get access to screenings and things. That's so cool. And big made a big impact on me as a kid going to this stuff because movies I already thought were the coolest, like most magical thing. And then getting to go and see a little glimpse into that world was really neat. So and. the point is, I got to meet all the rangers what? in this movie. No way! There was a meet and greet after. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> and I had my, I wore my Red Ranger suit. There was a oh. Red Ranger Power Ranger suit that I'd always wear. Yeah. Around it was a Halloween costume. And you were just a kid. Part of my, yeah, I would have been six yeah. years old yeah. probably at this point. And they all signed it, which I think that's in a box somewhere, mm. but I don't know where it is that's now. So cool. And for some reason, I was too scared to talk to the Yellow Ranger, so I never talked <laughs> to the Yellow Ranger. You liked her, which I probably yeah. did. I was probably it was. I don't think it was the original pink. No, Amy Jo Johnson would have been there, which I was crazy because that was my that was one of my like yeah. OG crushes was the Pink Ranger. But it was a really cool experience and really like kind of uh, I don't know. It's something mm-hmm. I still like. It's still a treasured memory. I, I still think it has an made me want like those are the little things that's really started making me want to be a power ranger movie adjacent in some way making movies or helping make movies or talking about movies you know and a power ranger (laughs) that dream died when i was 14 though (laughs) i'm just kidding it's a little late but okay freshman year (laughs) kids were real mean i'm just kidding (laughs) so so that was a big one now we're going to go into the movies that scarred me independence day was a movie i loved but also terrified me i think i've talked about it when we with yeah. halloween we talked about scary movies yeah. but the scary movies really did make an impact mm. and i think are a uh, testament to the power of film 
like how it can affect people if, if a movie messes you up that bad mm-hmm. it's like okay movies can you know really you know testament to their power but i would put independence day and signs in that category yeah. of movies that just independence day much younger mm-hmm. and, uh uh signs i was a little older but they both were just really impactful mars attacks could be mm-hmm. in that too we've yeah. talked about that one already but those i think definitely define me and i'm still you know i still can get really creeped out yeah about aliens if i think about it too yeah. much late at night and stuff so i think it's still in me you are you are you saying that you're just scared of those things and those movies i mean, actively no not now like those are some of my favorite like mm-hmm. movies to watch com- like comfort like mars attacks got it me and my mm-hmm. wife love to watch yeah. now so they don't scare me the same way i think uh, what's the right way just those being scared has left like i mean years of for like signs like years i could get creeped out yeah. thinking about signs like i'm not saying i was actively scared but just you know you hear a noise and you're like well they'd be invisible how would i know if there was an alien <laughs> in here they're like oh crap yeah <laughs> okay and then i'll go with two now of my current favorites okay inherent vice is one now I that i watch that. all the time oh really mm-hmm. It's really good. I would recommend it. It's, it's um, Paul Thomas Anderson, who, you know, is a big name. But it's really funny. It's it's Joaquin Phoenix, who's a, oh. a stoner detective in 1969 yeah. Los Angeles, I think. I, I recognize the the um, the cover. I just never seen it. It's, it's really, really good and really like uh, to me, heartwarming, kind of like really uplifting film, really funny. It's really weird and confusing. So it's one that you watch can watch over and over and, and kind of get more and more each time and kind of see stuff you didn't oh, notice. And I can't wait to watch this. Yeah, you'll have to tell me what you think, because it really is like uh, and it's got like old L.A., which is really fun. And I love those. And then I'll do another old California one and do um, Zodiac, which is another current like yeah. current go-to favorite film nice. that I can just like pretty much watch anytime. I, love I just love so much. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I read the book recently. Mm-hmm. I was very happy that it's really fairly accurate to what they know about what really happened. Like almost everything is like almost like page for page out of the book they have to cut a lot obviously there's a lot more in the book but everything in the movie is like true as far as we can we know that's pretty long movie yeah it is and i always do the director's cut um nice but yeah i think that's a good six movies kind of uh the formative ones and everything and now i'm very excited to hear yours all right well don't judge me man too late. <laughs> for the okay the first one it's funny because the older i get the more embarrassed i am to say this is my favorite movie and like okay. it pretty much embodies who i am oh no <laughs> <laughs> but and i this is the movie that i've probably seen the most in my life okay you're staking a lot on this movie <laughs> dumb and dumber <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah, I really, really love that movie. And like, I think, I think just it's the first movie that I, that I realized that like, oh, you can just be silly whenever you want. Like, you can just be 
dumb and funny and like, you know, and you, your life will be fine, you know? <laughs> and like, it's a good lesson. Yeah. And especially like, cause dumb and dumb are like their best friends and they're just stupid together. And I really love that. <clears throat> Finding an equal that you can just be silly with all the time. Back to the future is one. Just a, oh, just a classic. Yeah. I can't, I, I'm never going to get tired of that movie. Would you include the whole trilogy? Hmm. I mean, they all, they pretty much all have the same formula, really. So I guess so. Yeah. Just M Marty McFly just always constantly trying to prove to himself that he's a tough guy, like a man, you know? And like, I don't know. I, I've, I've always just admired that. Just like, he's like, no, I can't. Like, what would you say to me? You know, just like teaches you how to have tough skin you know I, i've always liked that about that movie i'm not only saying this because we're talking about this movie today but there is a reason why i picked it yes okay but that's yes fun. when harry met sally is on that list oh i love that yeah and actually i think it helped me pick it for this round because cool. i had i had picked that movie for this list of six i was like maybe i should pick that one I mean, I, I don't want to get too too far into it, but yeah, that's that's one. Ratatouille. Mm. Is the, is the, mm -hmm. I, I, I was like going down the list of cooking related movies, but I think Ratatouille takes takes the cake. Cool. Ah, it takes yeah. the <laughs> takes a the slice, takes food. A slice of the takes the food. <laughs> takes a slice of the pie. Food. Uh, yeah, that's a fun one. And that does make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. yeah i really love that as andy's a chef in real life if you know, there's any new listeners mm -hmm. i always forget maybe yeah. some people don't listen to every episode and <laughs> it's just very heartwarming and there's you've seen it right oh yeah the chef in the movie at, at one point he's he's he has like a famous quote that says anyone can be a cook and like that resonated with me so so much so i've always loved that movie since then because it really yeah, it's true like all it is is just putting in the time and learning, like being open to to learning all aspects of cooking and making mistakes, and eventually we'll get good. You know, yeah, love that. That's and cool. and then not not only not only for just for just food, but I think that's just like a general general statement is good. Good way to good for anyone. Yeah, new things. Yeah. yeah. And which also leads into this next movie that I chose, which I've only seen once and it was really long, but I like the whole, the whole time I was like, Oh my God, this movie's insane. Tar. Nice. Yeah. Tar. Like <clears throat> I need to rewatch that again, but the same aspect of kind of Ratatouille, but just like a more serious version is just like that like you're taking a deep dive into your art and like what, what it whatever it takes and sometimes you make mistakes and you got to get back up and because you you love the craft so much you just like you're always on you're always on it you're always in it i don't know there's something about that movie that i really enjoyed because that that's very much me like i've made lots of mistakes in not only in just cooking but in like just general art and being a musician and yeah and a cook and like there's been times where like I've stopped yeah. doing both, you know, and, and like totally and eventually you're just like, I can't like you just can't step away from something that you care about so much. Yeah. And that's what this movie was, you know? Yeah. Even that's though cool. this even though in this movie she was sketch, 
you know like <laughs> i'm not saying i'm sketch but i'm just saying like uh, it's a red you know. flag bro yeah. <laughs> appreciate you telling me that because yeah i'm you know, just kidding and this is where we stopped the podcast <laughs> and then um this last one was a little hard it was hard to find a, the the last one but i'm gonna say sleeper by woody allen oh deep cut. yeah i don't think i've seen that dude it's so good what's it about woody allen is he he gets frozen in time and he goes to the future 200 years and then <laughs> and then yeah and then he i love so, it already yeah there's these like i don't know like the government is trying to catch him because he's like hey that guy he's not from our era or whatever so the whole movie he's like trying to run away and then like there's like this scene where he disguises himself as a robot yeah but he's still like a human and like he's like doing this like robot moves and like diane keaton is in it and and so he's he's kind of like the assistant like an assistant like the a, a domestic robot that just assists people and then he's diane keaton's assistant robot cool and it's it dude it's hilarious it's it sounds so cr good. crazy i really yeah, it's fun want to watch it now yeah yeah it's just it kind of ties all of these together where it's like it's funny but it's also smart like that's got a weird sci-fi edge yeah, to it. Or... Yeah. I think this is the first Woody Allen movie that I saw when I was in high school. Hmm. I didn't know that comedies can be like meta like this. So it opened new doors. I'm like, oh, movies are more than just like the genres can bend, you know? Yeah. And, and, and when Hair Made Sally kind of has that too, like a bending of genres. Um, but, but, um, the sleeper was the first one of the first ones that I realized like, oh, movies can be like artsy and smart, but still be funny. And then this one in particular, I mean, all Woody Allen movies, but I was watching clips of it today. And it's like very much reminiscing of I Love Lucy. It was like, mm, okay, it was just like I Love Lucy bits. Cool. But Woody Allen style. So like the whole time I'm laughing, I'm like, what? Look at that. He's he dropped the thing or, you know, just like very simple things. But it's just one after another is just hilarious you know yeah i love that and that, those are my six right there yeah that's good i appreciate that a lot i need to see sleeper i want to watch that now and now i'll mm -hmm. be just watching it judging you i'll be like oh that was a weird <laughs> joke this is one of andy's defining movies i just no i just kidding i can't yeah. wait and i actually still need yeah. to see tar so i'm excited yeah. to watch that because i know ian loved that one too yeah it's pretty intense man yeah and it, yeah. it's directed by, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Nick Nightingale, played by Todd Field, but he directed Tar, mm, 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 which kind of okay. blew my mind. Yeah. I had no idea. So that just yeah. made me kind of want to watch it, too, at, when we yeah. talked about that on Eyes Wide Shut. I almost chose A Bug's Life instead of Ratatouille, but I needed to have a cooking one in there. Yeah. Bug's Life was one of my Bugs childhood Al favorites, too. Dude yeah so that good. wouldn't hit a spot yeah i like i almost actually chose a bug's life instead of sleeper too mm. because because i want i wanted like to have some like an like flick with like the ultimate like underdog and like no one liked him like i don't know it was it was like a perfect underdog movie for a kid i was gonna say it could have been my big green movie because both of those did hit a similar like i really mm -hmm. liked movies about like underdog movies i should yeah. say that's the easiest way to say yeah. i love underdog also i don't know if you remember but 
the iMac computers. Do you remember the big chunky ones? The colored had, ones? The, the back part had a different color. Yeah, yeah. Do the you, files are in the computer. The files are in the computer. Yeah. Did, you, did you have one? I used them at school. I never owned one. But we that was well, like our school computer for a while. My dad bought one. And it came with a Bugs Life DVD. Yeah. I don't know oh. why. But that's why I have that movie. Well, that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Apple Apple and Pixar are really intertwined, their history, which might be obvious, but it, like Steve Jobs saved it, like when they're going to go out of business. Yeah, that's interesting, though. Now I'm blanking a little bit. But like, did you know George Lucas helped invent what? Pixar? He used no. to be a LucasArts. What the? Isn't that weird? Yeah. But yeah, Steve Jobs and, and George Lucas both owned it at one mm, point, I believe. That's but that'd be a fun thing to get into. Yeah. I'm pretty later. sure I still have that DVD, too. It's in my parents' house somewhere. That's cool. Yeah. It's probably a yeah. collectible now. Um, yeah. Well, cool. I might do something controversial. Sketch. Would Let's you be it. okay Skipping. letting that kind of be our last four? No, because no, okay. I won't. <laughs> Only, only because what <laughs> my story I'm sorry. that I was gonna tell you I can't was. I can't believe I betrayed you. Okay, let's let's do that. I don't, I don't mind. Okay, well we don't have to. I just want to talk about one of them. Okay, cool. I was gonna say I might pick yeah. one or two just to shout out. Okay, that's yeah. I'm down. An okay. abbreviated last four today. Unlock it. Okay, yeah. I knew it was coming too. I was like, I know he's gonna say it, but it's gonna ruin my story. So, my friend Eric who now lives in Chico, he posted the top, like, six movies that define you. Um, or Oh, no, six movies to get to know me. That's what it was. Six movies to get go. to know me. And he posted his, and, I, and he never does stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, let me check it out. It's my best friend. Of course I want to know. And then I saw the thumbnail of one movie. He didn't do covers, like movie covers. He did screenshots of okay. scenes. And there's one that I didn't recognize. And I was like, what is this? And it's a straight portrait shot of two women sitting in a theater with uh, just like blue lighting in the background. Mm -hmm. And I messaged him and I was like, what is this movie? I don't know this movie. And one of the one of the girls was uh, Naomi Watts. And I was like, what is this? And he was like, you haven't seen this? You never heard of it? I was like, no, what is that? And it was Mulholland Drive. Mm -hmm. uh-huh which last week we talked you guys talked about Bubelli. yes we did and so i was like oh i haven't seen that and he was like dude it's like one of my favorite movies you should watch it and i was like okay and so i watched it that day i actually gave it a low rating i gave it a three out of five i was gonna say i saw your i saw your review on yeah. letterboxd actually and yeah yeah were, uh, were you upset i've never seen it actually and oh, no okay okay i understand anybody who doesn't like a lynch movie to be honest i yeah. think they're they're great and i'm not trying to insult them but they're definitely can be i mean my number one is dumb and dumber dude so come on <laughs> <laughs> well and this one's pretty long isn't it yeah it was it's like three uh, hours yeah. i think no it's it was like, like two and a half yeah two and a half so so i'm watching it and then of course like i looked up the director i was like wait what david lynch is directing this this is the movie that that the guys are talking like or like they're they're doing a uh, blue velvet this week. So like that was a complete coincidence. That's awesome though. And then I also, and then I'm looking through David Lynch's history. Yeah. Yeah. His filmography. 
And I realized this is the first David Lynch movie I'm watching. So I didn't wow. know. I didn't realize that I'd never seen one. Anything. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's impressive. So I'm I'm watching. I was like, well, I can't stop now. This is it. Like this is I'm <laughs> I doing it. See it through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I did like it. I did like it. Just towards the end, it gets a little art housey. Yeah. And because I had never watched one of his movies, I didn't know I didn't see that coming. You know, I was like, wait, what I was gonna say going I was on? gonna say the first Lynch movie of any any of them I feel like would be a lot. Yeah. So but it was still like I, I'm sure if I watch it again, I'll enjoy it way more because now yeah. I have more understanding of who he is and what kind of movies he makes. But I was just like, what the you know? <laughs> yeah. Because the whole movie, it just it's very straightforward and then it gets artsy. Yeah. You know, that I, and I was just thrown off. But anyways. Oh, I was just going to say, I'll be curious, too, if your opinion changes watching more David Lynch movies. So I, I would love if, if you get a chance to. Cause yeah, no, I'm definitely going to watch more. I haven't seen Blue Velvet, but I'm going to watch it. And then, like, I, I listened to maybe, like, half of yesterday's podcast. Thank you. That's and then cool. I stopped because I'm like, well, no, I, I, I want to watch it and then I'll finish it. Did you have an idea that of his style at all nope. going into it? Not so you were pretty. All. Wow. So that's pretty cool, man. I've never seen Twin Peaks either. Okay, so you, yeah, that's crazy. That's fun. And when I looked it up, I was like, "Oh, this guy, got like the guy with the hair," you know? Yes. Originally, so today's Friday. We we're supposed yeah. to do this yesterday on the Thursday, but I texted you earlier in the week, and I was like, "Hey, my friend asked me to help him with a catering job in Beverly Hills. Uh, let's move it to Friday, right?" So true. Yes. Yeah. Yesterday, I had a uh, thank you for confirming. Uh, <laughs> this house was nuts, dude. This was the nicest house I've ever been in. Like, you you have no idea. It it, it had. Okay, let's just start with a TV. The right. TV. I'm not joking you. I'm not exaggerating. The TV was at least like ten foot by twelve foot, and it was not a projector. It was a TV, the size of a wall. It was huge, and like it was constantly twelve. Feet, you said 12 feet for the by TV? 10 feet oh my god i didn't even like, register that yes 12 feet by 10 feet that's it crazy was, it was the size of the couch like the length of the whole couch it was huge and it and it was like the bottom of the screen was on the floor and the top was on the ceiling it was huge. oh my god it's called the wall that's literally the name of that TV. no way yeah. It's literally 12 foot wide TV called the wall. Yes, it was huge. It had a, <laughs> a constant screen uh screensaver uh-huh. of, of an astronaut that's in space but it's in water and okay. he's just floating. It was nuts. And um <laughs> just just quickly just to talk about the house. No, yeah. The bathroom had its own urinal. And it had a, a bidet where the seat cover, as soon as it senses you, the seat opens up automatically on its own. Dang. And when you sit down, the seat is warm. It's already warm for you. Walking to the bathroom, there was glass glass floor. If you look down, there's a wine cellar underneath you. Walking to the bathroom, they had this huge art piece, like probably like 10 by 10 art piece. And it was like kind of like geometric. 
But when you look closely, it was all butterfly wings. So they had to find like hundreds of butterflies that were the same species and different types of species to make like a geometric thing to it. It had, it had, <laughs> dude, this house was nuts. It was nuts. And dude, it had 10 burners, uh -huh. 10 stove burners, yeah, that's, 10 burners, two that's refrigerators, wild. a freezer, two ovens, two microwaves. One of those microwaves was a steamer. It was nuts. <laughs> it was, and, but it, it, I had a great time uh, helping my friend. It was like a later Thanksgiving celebration for the family. And he cool. just asked me to help. So we're driving home, right? And it's like late at night. Oh, you're not gonna get this reference because you haven't seen the movie. Dang it! Anyways, we're I'm, we're driving home. We're on this windy road, and I'm like, we didn't come this way. Why did? And, and my friend's like, this is the direction ways took us to. And then I see a sign, and it says Mulholland Drive. And I was driving on Mulholland Drive, dude. Like. This was the, the same day, day you watched it? The day the day I watched it the night before. That's a trip. It was a trip. And the movie, so I'll just tell you the, the beginning of the movie. Because yeah, you're even you if you watch it. it. So the beginning of the movie, there's a woman being escorted somewhere and she's on Mulholland Drive. And the car stops, the limousine stops, and then the driver turns around and he's about to shoot her. But there is an accident and she manages to escape. So she okay. escapes going down the hill of Mulholland Drive. And that's why the movie's called that. And it just the story goes on from there. And that's the opening scene. Um, but I immediately texted my friend Eric, was like, dude, I'm on Mulholland Drive right now. <laughs> He's like, no way. I was like, Yeah, this is nuts. But that's why I wanted to share because you asked me how was my my gig yesterday. Yeah. And then it, it, it intertwined with the, with the with the opening question plus my last my last four plus blue velvet yes like all, yeah, yeah. Trippy, that's dude. appropriate that's an appropriate yeah. david lynch movie yeah. experience where that's why when you're like real. let's skip it i was like no we can't <laughs> no i'm glad you didn't let me that was oh, that was hilarious <laughs> no i love that i think that's a good uh, it's a very very meta moment yeah are we living in a reality or a simulation that's what i'm saying i think we're living in david lynch's reality yeah <laughs> one of david lynch's <laughs> reality yeah which um excited to follow up on that episode too we had a really great time with drew and angelo and it was great having drew on and probably gonna do a david lynch follow-up they're really excited apparently i don't want to give away too much but there's kind of a lynch verse theory where um, like Mulholland uh -huh. Drive is connected to Blue Velvet and Twin Peaks is kind of what they were talking uh -huh. about. And so we okay. kind of want to do a deeper dive into that. So it'll be fun if you keep watching, keep watching stuff. Yeah. Also a funny connection, Mulholland Drive, Twin Peaks, Pacific Northwest, Los Angeles. The podcast connection. Yep. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very appropriate. Wild. Yeah. Oh, I, I do want to say one more thing. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Please. No, you're good. And it just, just to shout out your your guest and the last one what was his name yeah uh drew 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 had had brought up the quiz lady and i had watched the quiz lady the day before uh so i watched that three days ago and i was like nice. oh the quiz lady and 
I'm on the same boat, dude. I love Aquafina. I love her. Any if if she comes out with anything, I'm gonna watch it. We got to get you guys on a, on together. Funny thing is that he he brought up the the theater in Claremont. He says he works near it. My friend is the manager there. Dude. Yeah. Too many connections. I know. Simulation. Yeah. This is a simulation. It's confirmed. <laughs> Andy has blown it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fun. I yeah, that's really fun. I'm glad you liked that episode. Um, yeah. I need to watch Quiz Lady still, so maybe I'll I'll try to watch it. Yeah, it's fun. Well, all right, cool. One other movie. This is one of my last four that I did want to talk about, uh, just to give it a shout out because it was one I just. I have the best luck when I just put a random movie on and don't look into it at all. Mm-hmm. I've watched this movie called Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes from 2020. It's a Japanese film. It was really, really cool. It's really low budget. They try. They do it. It's a one shot, but there are some cheats. There's a few times I can tell they cheated edits but it's still very fun. It's a time travel movie and mm. it's a really cool creative concept for time travel. And this gets broken really early in the movie. So this isn't a spoiler, but essentially there's a webcam between a guy's apartment upstairs and his cafe downstairs. And there's a two minute lag on it, but they can talk oh. to themselves in the future, the past. Whoa, that sounds sick. So he, he goes to his webcam in the store and there's him in his room talking to him and he's like what the heck and then he goes up and it's all a one shot at least you know how it's presented and then he goes up to his room and then we see the other half of that conversation so then we're the guy now talking to the guy in the past and he says the exact same lines that the future guy said to him two minutes ago what it's a it's really talking to himself trippy yeah, but two minutes in the past and future. So then when he goes back down to the cafe. <laughs> what the hell do you got to say to yourself than two minutes in the future of yourself? Oh, you'd be surprised how much you can do with it. It's a really creative what? movie. They think through all those little ideas of like, well, how valuable that could that be, right? Like, yeah. what could you really know? That becomes a big part of the movie. And what it's really, the... really well done. It's really fun. I highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. It was just some random one I put on, but I, I really got it. A kick out of it and it's only like 87 minutes so it's under 90 minutes but yeah b- big shout out really cool movie beyond the infinite of two minutes right beyond here. the infinite two minutes and it's kind of got a rom-com it was a good warm-up i watched it right before harry met sally and it was actually a nice lead-in because it's ultimately kind of a rom-com woven cool. in with all like the high concept time I'm, travel stuff I'm into it so recommend rarely do i get this excited about a weird random movie but this one really was felt like a little gem hidden sweet i think it was on prime so check it out i got it i got prime cool well that was very fun i was very excited to talk to you about a lot of stuff and you had lots of good stuff too so Mm -hmm. we will take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk when harry but sally this is also our first christmas episode i forgot to really make that clear there's going to be a christmas intro song mm. but i should have been more i, I want to do like ho 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 we go we go. i gave you one better dude <laughs> <laughs> so merry christmas season i love christmas yeah. we're going to be doing a month of christmas movies andy's kicking it off we're doing when harry met sally which is a very light touch of christmas but i mm. love that actually mm. so excited to get into it yeah. Quick, quick break, and we'll be back. All I remember saying is that I had an idea. I didn't know what it was going to be. I had an idea 
uh, scenes from a friendship. It was basically, I had seen Ingmar Bergman's scenes from a marriage, and I was trying to find any way that I could codify in some kind of screenplay form all of the experiences that I had been going through as a single person for like 10 years. Yeah, that is making... so not what happened. But what happened? What did I say to you? What you said was that you had this idea for a movie, that you'd right. always loved this idea. Two people become friends right. at the end of the first major relationship in each of their lives, right. and they make a decision not to have sex because it will ruin the friendship, and, and then, then they, they have, have sex, sex, and it, it ruins, ruins the, the friendship. friendship. That's what you said. <laughs> that was it, and that's yeah. the movie. Yeah. We are back from the break here to talk mm -hmm. when Harry met Sally. I asked Andy to pick a Christmas movie mm -hmm. this time, and this was he had three picks. And actually, I need to talk to you about your other picks uh -oh. too. <laughs> You're in trouble. No. <laughs> no good stuff. You had Home Alone two, mm -hmm. my favorite Christmas movie. Yes, high on my list. I, I've said previously I love movies where they go to cities, and this is an uh, yeah. awesome yeah. New York City yeah. kid running around movie. You also picked Die Hard, which is a classic, one of people's favorite sneaky Christmas movies. Which I have not seen. And that one would have been a first yeah. for you, and we decided to go with one you liked instead of a new one, mm -hmm. which because I want you to be able, you know, I want to hear what you thought about it more than anything. And you also picked When Harry Met Sally, which is what we ended up doing yes. because it's one of your favorites. But when Harry Met Sally, you already said this is one of the six movies that defines you, mm -hmm. you know, good get to know you movie. Mm -hmm. Tell me why you picked it, though. I just want to hear your history with it since we kind of skipped it in the beginning. Well, I didn't want to pick like a straightforward Christmas movie. I feel that. And it's always like a topic of conversation every year, like especially like specifically with Die Hard, like, is it a Christmas movie? It's not a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. You know, that's just a, a fun argument that people like to have movie, movie fans like to have. And I think this also falls into the category. I don't know. I think specifically for me living in Los Angeles, growing up in Los Angeles, like we don't really get like a Christmassy or holiday season, at least when it comes to the weather here. Yeah. So like anything that's Christmas adjacent, like to me, it does. It really does feel like a Christmas movie just because it has like like specific marks, like like it being the holidays, cold weather, snow, Christmas and New Year's scenes, maybe like formal attire for parties, dead leaves, you know, jazz playing. Um and then Christmas parties per, yeah. or, or par just people yeah. dressing up and, yeah. you know, and I don't know if this is just me, but when I think of the holidays, I do think of rom-coms like easy watches with your family or like with someone that you love or like or interested in. Who knows? So <laughs> this movie has all those like this movie has yep. all those things and it's a rom-com itself. So to me, it is very Christmassy or like maybe Christmassy is not the right word but a holiday movie definitely felt like holidays to me yeah. and and it gave me yeah. Christmas spirit. It filled me with love yeah. and appreciation yeah. for people. And, and definitely December going into, Oh, today's the first. Yes. Happy December. Yeah. Today. I, it's my grandma's birthday too, by the way. So, Oh, and happy birthday, happy birthday Andy, to her. Andy's grandma. Yeah. But December is like, I, I think it's the, the month of romance. You know, it's not it's not February. It's not, move over February. Yeah, it's not Valentine's Day. And I only say this 
because August is the most popular month for birthdays. So that means, <laughs> so that means people are getting it on in December. <laughs> you came with the, yeah. the receipts, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. So it's not just me that thinks this. It's everyone. Everyone's getting close for the holidays. Christmas comes around. New Year's comes around. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like everyone just, there's there's more love to give and to receive. I would totally agree. I, me and my wife first started dating in December. Really? We also, yep, got engaged in early January, I think it was, mm -hmm. which I actually have to, I might have to cut that. I could be totally wrong. I might be <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> uh. But I, but it was during winter that I was like picking her ring out and, uh -huh. and I think I wanted to do it. Maybe I did do it in December before Christmas, but I think it was like a new year's thing, but it was like one where I almost did it at Christmas. Cause like the idea of a Christmas proposal Dude. was really fun to me. Yeah. Wait, did you, um, I think I decided to do, I think it no. was in the new year. And I think, how long have you been I married? I think I was waiting on the ring. We've been married now for a year and like three months, like what is that? Fifteen months. When, just over when did year. you get engaged? I think January, but I'm so bad January? with remembering like dates of. But January like, 21 It would have been twenty one. So you were engaged for a whole year. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Let me think though. Dude, it hasn't been that long, man. How have you forgotten already? I know. This is really embarrassing. <laughs> wow, I'm going to have to cut all of this. Dude, you're going to get in trouble. I'm just really bad. I get things mixed up. No, I no, get, you're going to. I'm only te up, I'm teasing man. you. I'm teasing you. Keep it in. No, I am. Um, hopefully, she, my wife can't hear me recording. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but the point is, I agree. And I, you know, we have a lot of, like, and just for me, December is like my favorite month. So I'm just like mm -hmm. the most like excited yeah, about too. things and yeah. the most like oh like open to, yeah. to accepting people for, you know i feel yes. lots of love for humanity yes. and charity for my fellow man yes. and so that also i feel like is kind of a romantic mm -hmm. not maybe not like um that kind of romance yeah but very very romantic about life in december in the world yes yes that's why well yeah all that all that being said that's why i picked this movie and i think this is a good I think this movie is, it's a definitely a romance. Meg Ryan's awesome in this, Sally. And then Harry is, of course, Billy Crystal. And they have great chemistry. And their their story is so sweet. But I do think this is, like, romantic about life movie, too. Like, a lot of it is just about. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, it just makes me, you know, mm -hmm. they're just, like, they were, like, walking around New York the whole movie. And it was, like, mm -hmm. beautiful. And people are, like, funny. And, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's having these fun conversations. And it's just very much like a movie that celebrates like little moments yeah. and just like talking to your friends mm -hmm. and how there's not a lot of like mm -hmm. flash in this movie. And mm -hmm. there's not a lot of, uh, it's mostly just people talking, but it's so entertaining. Yeah. Colorful. Like the scene. Yeah. Kind of inspiring. Makes you just want to like go out and have lunch with your friends and sit Dude, and talk. Yeah. You know? That's so true. Yeah. As, as, uh, as the zoomers might say, it's a vibe. <laughs> definitely a vibe it's got big well said yeah it's got big big vibe energy <laughs> but this is a really interesting uh team of people that made this movie too wait do we so do we I'll... do we want to start with a synapse first yeah you want to yeah, yeah no i like it. it when you do it oh gosh <laughs> 
my stress, <laughs> my stress ranting. Sorry, I'm just bossing you around today. I'm so sorry. No, dude. No, man, it's your episode, dude. You picked it. That's what I want. So uh, this is an awesome movie. This was, again, I'd seen it, but I don't remember it super well. It has not been in the era of me logging movies. So in a way, I've never seen it, you know. This movie is about Harry and Sally. This is kind of like one of those movies where they just keep bumping into each other. Like you're not getting a big chunk of time ever. Every five or six years, seemingly, they run into each other. When they first meet, it's a really bad fit. He's very forward and very... As college students. Yes. And he's just very sure of himself and very depressed and cynical. And she's like fresh and going out into the world for the first time and very naive and positive and hopeful no you're probably one of those cheerful people who dots their eyes a little harsh i have just as much of a dark side as the next person oh really when i buy a new book i always read the last page first that way in case i die before i finish i know how it ends that my friend is a dark side that doesn't mean you're deep or anything i mean yes basically i'm a happy person so am i and i don't see that there's anything wrong with that of course not. You're too busy being happy. And and so there's just this real imbalance, and they neither of them really like each other much. Billy Crystal does try to date her, and when I say date her, I do mean you know get at her, get at her. <laughs> yes, he's very forward and and he's uh, trying to holler. Know, maybe sleazy. He's yeah. definitely that guy's like, oh, the reality is. Yeah. So a, a big theme in this movie is whether or not men and women can be friends, mm-hmm. or if it's always going to turn like sexual mm-hmm. and, and sex will always ruin a friendship. So it's either that you end up dating or you're not friends. I watched some BTS about this and apparently that was like a huge deal. And then in this time period, the early late eighties, early, everyone was it, like, yeah, this is the time, the age old question of can men and women be friends? Yes, like, I thought the same that, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize how obsessed you guys were. <laughs> it doesn't feel that way anymore. Right. To me, at no, least I was going to say, yeah. it felt very, arch- a very archaic yeah. point of view because, yeah. and I don't think personally, I fall on the side of you can be friends, but me too. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was interesting just how, like there was like a 10 minute segment that was just like, can men and women be friends and yeah. how with like Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron. Oh, my wife and I were friends. It's just like when Harry met Sally and right. then we got I get together. Too, yeah. And then I also have way more people who come up to me and say, oh, I'm in this Harry Sally thing, and it's really not happening, and blah, blah, blah. And I say, don't let the movie fool you. Those people really don't get together in real life. Well, it made them feel better. You make them feel better. Well, I try to make them feel better, but I do think that if you, that if two people meet each other and they don't do it, it's because something's missing. Yeah, 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 sure. And it's hard to yeah. make up for that. Yeah, but I've also heard the stories of people who said we were friends for a very long time and then it did work. I know, I yeah, know. So there were those so they two. must know something. Yeah, so we there were those know. two. So, yeah. I mean, it could work. It yeah. could work, yeah. Yes. But it's also just a question to put under a magnifying glass for the sake of, of making the movie, you know? So, like, who knows? Maybe it wasn't that big, big of a question. And was a good, like, will they, won't they set up. So, so they keep meeting throughout time. One of them is on Christmas, like a Christmas party, I think. Mm. But essentially, they each have other relationships that don't go well. They both kind of come out of those relationships and fall into each other's, like, friend friendly arms. And then, you know, as they're kind of bonding on these breakups, they end up getting romantic. And it does end up ruining the friendship for a while. Mm. 
and then they meet up again and this one is on new year's i believe yes you know and we'll save that ending for later what mm. happens do they end up being friends only no friends do they get together mm. i actually didn't know till the very end oh really you forgot i thought i knew no i i had the wrong answer i had like a mandela effect moment yeah. where i was like pretty sure how this movie ended how did you think that they ended up just being friends oh really like i thought i knew that and mm. i was like watching everything in that perspective and yeah. then the twist got me yeah big time damn nice it was fun. Yeah. It was it was really fun. Yeah. I think this this kind of setup's been used for a few other movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of like yeah. a before sunset, or before uh, before what, whatever the first one. What was. what part? What what do you mean by setup? Like what which part? Well, that movie. It's like the each movie is them meeting up throughout time. Oh, like the whole got movie. it. Yeah. But it's it's very similar in that it's just like people walking around talking about yeah. relationships and life and kind of getting to know each other yeah. and you know disagreeing and uh, this a big one that people talked about like listening about it was Annie Hall because it's like I guess Annie Hall was like a really big deal mm. in coming into this movie nice. and people criticized this a lot for being too similar to Annie oh, Hall really? actually yeah it was actually kind of like yeah. one of those little thorn in the sides of the movie when it came out yeah. But it was, but I I didn't think so. Didn't Other think than so it being either. like yeah. New York and having like a jazz yeah. soundtrack yeah. and being smart, clever people, yeah. like it, it it didn't feel like Woody Allen to it me was, in, in like dialogue. It was its own kind, still. Yeah. 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 And kind of sweeter. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'd like to talk about the outer parts of the movie before we dive into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. please. So this movie came out in July, I think, of of eighty nine. We were not born yet, by the way. Nope. No, we weren't there. Just barely. Yeah. So this movie was in the box. It was in theaters at the same time as Batman, Crazy. Ghostbusters 2, Crazy. License to Kill, and Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. Man, what a time. I know. <laughs> I was out when I read that. I was like, no way. This is nuts. That's too many at once. Yeah, yeah. And even despite like going up against that, like all these, like it still did well. It was a good movie. Like it still did good, you know, which is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this was a real sneaky hit too. Yeah. Like it started out just as a limited release mm -hmm. and just really like blew up. I think the budget was like $14.5 million. So a really small budget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And both Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan hadn't really done much. Meg Ryan had only done like the biggest thing was top gun which is still pretty big uh billy crystal throw mama in front of the train spinal tap which i didn't i don't remember seeing him in spinal tap yeah, but it says he in was it. in it um i did watch throw mama off the train and that movie is wild it, I did is it really good enjoy it. no no i didn't like it it's really weird i have <laughs> i have the vhs of that but it wasn't oh, mine nice. it was my dad's yeah <laughs> stolen goods yeah yeah it's in my room and then i also learned i don't i'm not sure if you if you were able to find this information but meg ryan turned down shelby the the role of shelby in steel magnolias to play Crazy. sally wow yeah when you chose to do when harry met sally you turned down steel magnolia which yeah. julia roberts then was nominated for an academy award yeah yeah. No regrets? No. Okay. 
You also turned down three enormous hits, Pretty Woman, yeah. Ghost, Silence of the Lambs. Mm -hmm. Jodie Foster won an Academy Award for Silence mm -hmm. of the Lambs. Okay, so you know the next question. Instead, you chose three unsuccessful films, The Presidio, Joe versus the Volcano, and Prelude to a Kiss. Yeah. Meg, who chooses your films? And Shelby was Julia Roberts' first role. And because of that movie, she got Pretty Woman. And obviously, Julia Roberts is like, she was America's, yeah, she was like America's sweetheart for a very long time. Still is yeah. in my heart, actually. Um, but... <laughs> I just thought that was nuts that she chose this movie instead of Steel Magnolias because that movie is also so good. I love that movie. She couldn't go wrong. Yeah, I, I want to thank Meg Ryan for giving Julia Roberts a shot. Julia Roberts, her, you know, because we love her too. And Meg Ryan did pretty good from this yeah. too. She yeah. did. She did all. She had a good run in the '90s after this. Yeah, like she was definitely a star from this. Yeah, because this was her first leading role. Is that right? I think that's what yeah. I was, mm -hmm. had, had read. Yeah, and to go into a few more things with the people behind the movie, also, this was Rob Reiner's film. He had done Stand By Me and then Princess Bride leading into this, mm -hmm. and he had been kind of developing this with Nora Ephron while he was making those movies, which is a, a pretty interesting shift. Stand By Me, Princess Bride, and then this. like Each, each kind of has their own distinct flavor yeah. and vibe, which is, is pretty cool. Rob Reiner's kind of an underrated director i would say dude yeah for reals yeah he's had a crazy career uh and then Nora ephron who wrote this would go on to write you've got mail and sleepless in seattle mm -hmm. as well so she did like three of the big rom-coms of yeah. the 90s which i didn't really realize what an impact she had right. so that was pretty interesting to me yeah and then the last little thing that's interesting or i thought was really interesting about the people making the movie this was um the director of photography was Barry Sonnenfield, who was a DP early in his career. He also uh, was the DP for Big with Tom Hanks, oh. Miller's Crossing, uh, Raising Arizona, which are Coen Brother movies, Blood Simple, another Coen Brother movie, and Rob Reiner's next movie, Misery. And Misery is kind of funny because in this, Billy Crystal, who is Harry, obviously, Harry's like super depressed at one point and he's reading Misery yeah. <laughs> in, in the movie, which Rob Reiner would direct. That would be his next movie, which I thought he must have known. He must have been working on it at that point. But I, it was a it was an interesting foreshadow in his mm -hmm. career. And uh, to note, Harry's character was like loosely based off of Rob Reiner. And yep. Sally's character was roughly based off of Norris. Nora Ephron. Honestly, probably why this movie was so successful, because you had the male perspective kind of like, I'm sure they kind of both like sat down and like, well, this is what I think a man would say. And this is what I think a woman would say, which is yeah. what made this movie so great. It's just like, you get best, best, like you get both sides. You being horrified or whatever, by Oh my God, this is what these guys do. And then you adding the elements of what, Oh my God, this is what women do or what women think about. That's what I think made the movie work so well I because so because we just were honest about what really happens between men and women. A lot of the stuff in the movie was directly based on them talking about these things, like like spot on, like the f infamous fake orgasm scene. <laughs> yeah, and 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 wait. Um, wait, what? Women fake. Wait, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Never with me. Oh, oh, are you actually? I thought you were doing this. I thought. Wait, <laughs> no. Are you saying that sh that? She did that? 
yeah, literally. So according to them, so I listened, it was a 20 minute interview and there was tons of really cool stuff about uh-huh. the movie. Oh, and before we get into that, Barry Sonnenfeld, who was the DP, who DP'd these other incredible movies, also became a really great director. He directed all the Men in Black movies, which I think is a really underrated franchise. Mm-hmm. He also directed Adam's Family 1 and 2, which are classics. And then he directed Wild Wild West, which is infamous for being a crazy terrible movie which it is it's really bad i like that movie it's it's horrible (laughs) i enjoy it too but it is a wild movie wild wild dude how can you say that i was i almost put that on my top on my sixth i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) not uh, (laughs) a likable movie no yeah i'm joking just objectively it's 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 kind of bad you're not wrong you're not Um, wrong So just wanted to say that because I love I love um, Adam's Family and I love Men in Black, mm-hmm. all three of them. I think I think it's a good trilogy. Back to the main point. Oh yes, apparently. So Rob Reiner had been telling Nora Ephron a lot about guys' relationships when they were developing the movie, and like like you said, that became a lot of what Billy Crystal talks about, where he's trying to tell Meg Ryan what it is and mm-hmm. how how things are really, right. you know, and so. Rob Reiner challenged Nora Ephron and he's like, okay, you tell me something I don't know about women. Like, you know, okay, come on, like give me something that you think will blow my mind. And she's like, okay, fine. And she's like, you know, women fake orgasms. And Rob Reiner, like Billy Crystal, did not believe her. But anyway, there we were. And you said to me, we've told you all this stuff about guys you tell us something about women that we don't know. And it was really like, I dare you to tell me yeah. something about women yeah, that yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, that happened in my office, I remember. And I said, okay, women fake orgasms. Yeah. And you said, <laughs> no. not with me. They don't, right. And, and, <laughs> and, you, and then you said, how do you know? I said, absolutely with you, and everyone does it. <laughs> and you said, no way. And you really didn't believe it oh and, no and way was like, literally like no i don't believe that it's never happened to me right and then and this is pretty funny and a little creepy but apparently he went to all the women in his office in their production company yes. office and he pulled them into a room and he pulled them he was like okay nora just told me this is it true then i did a little unscientific survey around the office it and was found worse out you, than you, an, an unscientific you went thundering into the bullpen where they yeah. kept all the poor women who worked at castle rock yeah. in, the, and in the unwindowed and assaulted area. them with this question and and did your yeah. rob thing <laughs> basically get in here right yeah. and yeah. on these like six terrified looking women came into yeah. your office these days it would be sexual harassment I'd be, right. I'd be arrested for sexual harassment and fired and probably fire yeah yes. i have to fire myself yes but yeah. and you said do women fake orgasms <laughs> and <laughs> they all said yes yeah. at one time or another they all said they had done it yes and that was when i went oh my god well the, and then you wrote that great scene what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No. And even in this story, he's like, I'd probably get canceled for this now. And this was in like the 90s yeah. that he was telling it, which he wouldn't have told that story now. But he did. And all the women basically confirmed oh, yeah, that they had did. at one point or the other or knew of it being Dude. a thing, you know, and it did blow his mind. And apparently this was a revelation in the culture at the time. Like Dude. People... <laughs> 
people talk about how this movie said things uh-huh. that shouldn't have been said. Like, like not, at one point, Billy Crystal says, you know, it's out in the open now. It can't go back yeah, or something. Like not taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. And just, I guess it really, it really was a thing that guys, no one knew this. I will say that when I watched this movie, I was in high school and I was, yeah. and I was still a virgin. So when I, when that scene came on, I was like, what? They fake it? Just another layer of stress to the. <laughs> and like it was on my mind, still, still on my mind, you know, like it never leaves. It's, we should have never, yeah. never should have. Yeah, known. this never. damn movie scarred us. <laughs> it's better for both parties. <laughs> I'm not going to show this movie to my kids for that no. reason, for, for my, for my, <laughs> if I have any boys, I'm not showing this movie. <laughs> but I, I thought it was interesting. I think we're in an age of, um, you know openness about this stuff and and you know in a good Truth, way yeah. and you know a balancing of you know things a little bit hopefully yeah which, yeah you know it's nothing's perfect obviously yeah but we're more aware i think of the problem absolutely yeah sex isn't so isn't so uh strange anymore like people talk about their needs and wants now and just the internet we all kind of yeah. know what's going i don't know there's more awareness but it, it just was uh it was kind of touching to think of what a quaint time it was yeah when something like this True. could be a, a cultural phenomenon of, of like an age old wow, question. What women really think. Yeah. So it was really interesting. And there's a lot, there was a lot of other good stuff about how they developed the movie, but basically what you said is right that they were this. And, and both of them said the same, they came to the same conclusion you did, which is like, this really is what made the movie great mm-hmm. is there were too strong, personalities mm-hmm. on each side of the spectrum that were like respected each other yeah but also were willing to kind of right. put it out there and you know yeah complete opposites there's they're trying to figure out I, I guess they didn't really try to figure out but they eventually gave each other a chance and realized that they are a good match yeah which i love i love love <laughs> yeah how about all of the couples that are woven in and out of the movie that talk about that talk about their like how they met and all mm-hmm. of the, all of the stories are pretty like are a little old fashioned too just like i saw her in the elevator and i stayed <laughs> seven floors longer than i should have just to talk to her and in my mind i was like it's a little creepy but mm, you know they're all kind of similar to that but I did learn that all those are real stories. Yes. Yeah. And I thought that was so sweet, even though some of that was yeah. kind of a key yeah. thing for me. Yeah. It put, elevates the movie. Cause yeah. I was like, this is, these are cute, but if yeah. they're made up, it's less cute. Dude. Yeah. It's funny to think. Cause if you swap this, like let's say a 20 year old was like, dude, I saw this girl in, in the elevator and like, I had to talk to her. So like I stayed in there and I talked and like, we were just like talking the whole time, like up to the, whatever top floor. Weird. Sounds weird. (laughs) But when it's like an old 80 year old couple, you're like, that's so sweet. Oh, you know? And if they've been married so long, it adds, you you know, you're like, well, it worked out obviously. So it can't be, it could have been that bad. Well, with with that being said, I want to know though, because you were married, I want to know your story. With my wife? Yeah. How did you meet her? 
Okay, I'll tell you. To give context really quick, though, throughout the movie, they cut to interviews, like literal documentary-style interviews of old couples telling their story of how they met and, and kind of their relationship story in between, kind of as like little segues into mm-hmm. different sections of the Harry Met Sally story. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is very sweet. Very uh, sweet. That's so funny. Uh, me and my wife actually met before we realized we had met we um had a mutual friend that was a dancer in los angeles and she was having a show our mutual friend and my wife still lived in washington where we live now is she originally from washington she is yeah her family's all up here okay she came down for her friend's show and i was in los angeles and so i just came you know to watch locally yeah but we met there and i i actually tried to flirt with her and she just was very (laughs) non-responsive to me and so i thought i just was a i got the impression she thought i was really annoying which was a common thing to get so it was you know it was easy to it was the most uh, it was the most yeah Yeah. most likely thing too so i was like you know okay that was embarrassing but she'll you know what is not a big Mm -hmm. not a big deal because she's in washington and you know so whatever so about a year later yeah so you never saw her again no and we have a we did take a picture together where we're on opposite sides of uh-huh. the picture the day you met so we do have that mm-hmm. the day we, the? we met and didn't like actually meet though uh-huh. and so then like a year or so later she actually moved down to los angeles to to um try to dance and in, in you know the entertainment oh, industry cool, she, cool. she was a dancer growing uh-huh. up and so when she came down I was actually living in San Francisco at that time, and I just oh, no. happened to come down for a weekend, like Labor Day or something. Dude, this is the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there was a party, a, a, a pool party that I went to to see all these friends that I hadn't seen because I'd been in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And there was a that a new girl who had moved down from Washington to come dance with her friends. So we, we met again there. And you were and, like, wait. I met you at the thing at the yeah, a year I, ago. I think I knew that I maybe had, but truthfully, I do, I do think it's one of those things where like, we're like, Oh, we did talk mm. already. Like it took us right. a minute to remember. Right. Right. But then, so we met there and again, it was like, Oh man, she's cute. And you know, this is, that's fun, you know, mm-hmm. but again, who knows what's going on? I'm going back to San Francisco yeah. now. So like, yeah. and I was actually about to go up to um, Oregon we talked, I, I think later we went to um, like a dance thing where we, we kind of danced and stuff. And so I, you know, I was interested, but I was like going up and, you know, I didn't want to be tied down at this mm-hmm. point. I was a real maverick, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No. So I, I didn't ask for her number because I also don't like texting. I still don't, mm-hmm. you know, and you text me a lot. And, um, yeah. So if it, you know, just know that behind the surface, I'm always like, I don't know what to talk about. Noted. <laughs> she got my number from her friend and started texting Whoa. me. And so we started texting yeah. when I was driving up to Portland or to, to um, Northern Washington, Oregon. Yeah. Texted and texted a lot and kind of texted and talked about hanging out when I got back. And then, yeah, kind of the rest is history. Yeah. We did date for a decade. We did date for 10 years off and on. Oh, whoa. So it yeah. is actually kind of, I think Dude, Harry Met Sally actually nice. was kind of yeah. relatable. <laughs> yeah. Are you just piecing this together now? 
No, we 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 talked about okay. it a little bit last night after we she watched it with yeah. me, and um, I, I will say it was a very it was a very um touching. She really liked it. She was very See, she was very like cry eyed and couldn't no, talk after the movie. And knowing <laughs> knowing me knowing that you're a married man, this this story is touching. It's <laughs> very sweet. I'm embarrassed. But, if, but like, if you were if if we were just a couple of guys. <laughs> At a bar, and you're telling me about this girl that you try to flirt with, and it didn't work out. I'd be like, "Well, get over it, for whatever, me. man. Take the hit." Yeah. <laughs> but there's something about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which is why, which was why it was such a clever thing to add to the to the movie. I do like uh, unconventional romances. I've always. Mm related more to those yeah it was nice having a movie where it like doesn't work most of the time yeah this movie isn't like i feel like it's not a romance until the very end of the movie so they meet each other and yeah clear they they hate each they don't like each or, or she it's mostly she doesn't like him in the beginning and he's just trying to get his rocks off he's like you want to hook up no all right that's fine you know and then she's just completely offended by even yeah even the question and then they meet together or they they run into each other again at the airport five years later. And coincidentally, she just started dating someone that he knows. Some business associate yeah, or something. Yeah. I think his name was Joe. So they coincidentally are on the same flight. And Harry is right behind her. And then they end up getting to sit next to each other. They they catch up again. Still, no, no chance. They're still uh not a good match before we even get to their meetup again i think this time around watching this movie and i I said this before like i love watching movies that that mean something to me and the older i get i see different perspectives about them and like this time around when i watched it i really did enjoy the like longevity of their i guess not really friendship but their meetups yeah where because i do think that if sally did say yes when they were on their way to new york that 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 might have been it for them it would have been short and sweet and if it happened again five years later at the airport same thing but it just goes to show you like people grow maybe you find the right person but you guys aren't ready for each other yet yeah and that's what it seems like this movie is is in the beginning they're just they're still young maybe they might be mature but they're not their full comfortable selves and then Mm -hmm. not until they hit their 30s where i mean i'd like to think that they're more mature and more open to hearing other people's thoughts despite the fact that they don't really like them because that's what kind of seemed that was going on is that yeah like oh you're the same you're still the same like snobby like uptight girl but we're still hanging out and i feel like that's not really the case when you're younger you're like no i don't really like that person i don't want to see i don't want to hang out with them you know they don't like, like they're cool still movies. yeah they're still civil towards each other would you say said so they don't like cool movies I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah but and then you know towards the end they kind of give each other a chance and they actually become friends maybe their movies aren't that lame <laughs> <laughs> just kidding no i think that's i think that's super true and i think it is too like 
they they also I feel like needed to go through their ideal relationship scenario and have that fail kind of mm-hmm. to realize maybe they didn't know what they actually needed out of life from a partner. Right. Sally gets engaged to Joe, which doesn't work out, and he dumps her for another cute young lady yeah. i think and then harry actually gets married and is married for a few yeah. years and then she dumps him yeah oh yeah they're married for like five years because he thought marriage was yeah. just getting out of dating and he's like this woman's good enough basically and now like yeah. i'm done with dating yes. and like you know that's yeah. this what this whole thing is about for him yeah. plus you know you just get to a certain point where you get tired of the whole thing what whole thing the whole life of a single guy thing you meet someone, you have the safe lunch, you decide you like each other enough to move on to dinner. You go dancing, you do the white man's overbite. Go back to her place, you have sex, and the minute you're finished, you know what goes through your mind? How long do I have to lie here and hold her before I can get up and go home? Is 30 seconds enough? That's what you're thinking? Is that true? Sure. All men think that. How long do you like to be held afterwards? All night, right? See, that's the problem. Somewhere between 30 seconds and all night is your problem. I don't have a problem. Yeah, you do. So yeah, they, they both needed to, like, maybe, like, even be humbled. Yeah, and Sally wanted a family but didn't realize she wanted the family. Yeah. Because her relationship with Joe was like, why can't it just be us? Like, we can, if it's just us two, then we can travel the world. We can do whatever we want. And then she comes to realize we've been together for how long and we don't do any of those things that we said that we could do. Like those are like those what ifs never happened. Yeah. So where are we now? Joe and I used to talk about it and we'd say, we're so lucky. We have this wonderful relationship. We can have sex on the kitchen floor and not worry about the kids walking in. We can fly off to Rome on a moment's notice. And then uh, one day I was taking Alice's little girl for the afternoon because I promised to take her to the circus. And we were in the cab playing I Spy. I Spy a mailbox, I Spy a lamppost. And she looked out the window and she saw this man and this woman with these two little kids. And the man had one of the little kids on his shoulders. And she said, I spy a family. And I started to cry. (laughs) You know, I just started crying. And I went home and I said, the thing is, Joe, we never do fly off to Rome on a moment's notice. And the kitchen floor? Not once. It's this very cold, hard Mexican ceramic tile. And then they break up. Yeah. Which is awful. That's so sad. Both ends. Like, both of their the, both of their breakups were so sad. I'm like, oh, my God. Jeez. Yeah, and Harry's wife, she had planned to break up with him and had been coordinating mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. out for a week. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the movers come the same day she breaks up with him. And he's like, when did you hire these movers? And she's like a week ago. I didn't want to tell you then though. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. want to ruin your birthday. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. Cracked me up all in the while. They're actually at a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. All this is happening. Like at a Mets and or like, Yankees game or yeah, something. They're having a conversation and the, uh, <laughs> Every time the wave comes, they're still in the conversation and they like do the wave (laughs) and then get back to their sad, the breakup conversation. Everything about Harry's marriage failing and then the wave coming by. (laughs) Don't break the wave no matter what. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was a great scene. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I say, Helen, when did you call these movies? And she doesn't say anything. 
So I asked the movers, when did this woman book you for this gig? And they're just standing there, three huge guys, one of them wearing a T-shirt that says, don't fuck with Mr. Zero. So I said, Helen, when did you make this arrangement? She says, a week ago. I said, you've known for a week and you didn't tell me? And she says, I didn't want to ruin your birthday. You're saying Mr. Zero knew you were getting a divorce a week before you did? Mr. Zero, no. And one thing that I thought was really sweet about this movie, they do have sex at one point, and it does ruin their friendship mm -hmm. a little bit, and it's like the big conflict, you know, of the mm -hmm. movie. For a movie that is talking about sex all the time and mm -hmm. women and men's different views of it like it's very right. much you know the main the main point of their conversations mm -hmm. it's really more about how relationships are so much more than that because like ultimately right. what they yeah. bond over is late night phone calls and like just right. he can't sleep so she stays up and talks to him on the phone and and yeah. it's really just built on them being friends which is yeah. kind of the whole point yeah, and I think that's the realization that Harry comes to because Harry and Sally run into Harry's ex-wife and she's got a new man by her side. Yep. And then he kind of spirals and he starts to break down. He kind of projects on Sally. And then Sally tells him, you're still not dealing with this breakup. Like, you're dealing with it all wrong. You think that having sex with a bunch of people is going to fix it. And then he actually truly does think that. Then he lashes out and says, like, well, I'm sorry, I'm not like you. Like, I want to have sex with these people, unlike you, that think that everything has to be perfect. And then she shows him the connection. Well, like, I just want someone special. Like, I want someone that I can connect with in my life. And then you can see in Harry's, in Harry's mind, he's like, oh, I get it now. You never get upset about Joe. I never see that back up on you. How is that possible? Don't you experience any feelings of loss? I don't have to take this crap from you. If you're so over Joe, why aren't you seeing anyone? I see people! See people? Have you slept with one person since you broke up with Joe? What the hell does that have to do with anything? That will prove I'm over Joe because I fuck somebody? Harry, you're gonna have to move back to New Jersey because you slept with everybody in New York, and I don't see that turning Helen into a faint memory for you. Besides, I will make love to somebody when it is making love, not the way you do it, like you're out for revenge or something. Are you finished now? Yes. Can I say something? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, like, there's a complete shift in the way he thinks at that moment. And then that's when he like apologizes to her and then they hug. And that is a turning point in the movie in general yeah. too, right? Like that really, he did, he does kind of change. But I think that at that point they already were in love. Cause I think there's a scene, I think maybe it might be, I think I wrote it on here. The scene where it's their first new year's party mm -hmm. together. Oh yes. It's the first new year's party. Cause there's two new year's Eve scenes. And the first one, they're dancing, they're having a good time. And then the countdown strikes and they're a little overwhelmed because they look around and everyone's hugging and kissing each other. Everyone's got their own couple. And Harry goes, you want to just step outside? Like, this is a little too much, you know, for both of them because they're both still, they don't have their person yet. But there's at that point, they're friends. Like, there's no intention besides being friends. Yeah. And And then they go outside and then he kind of, just 
kisses her uh, like a New Year's kiss and they kind of stare at each other and you can tell both of them like instantly like, oh, I love this person, but I don't know it yet, which was a really cool scene to see because they're like, you can just like, they. I love when the actors do that thing where they're just kind of like looking and like their eyes are just kind of moving around and that's mm-hmm. just like the indication. Of you see the that. gears turning. Yeah, yeah, I love that. <laughs> it was a good scene. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of really great acting in this in general. I feel like, I mean, mm-hmm. all of it is just people talking, but it's there's so many, mm-hmm. so much fun to watch in their performances and just like a lot of depth to them too, like, mm-hmm. like you're just saying. Let's talk about the dinner scene, the diner scene. Yeah, the infamous diner scene. Yeah, yeah. Which is in the beginning of the movie. And like, I think that's that's what made me love this movie so much i mean it i is... wrote it it's food related yes <laughs> is that what you're gonna say i was gonna say no it is like I, I think it's one of the rob reiner in the interview i listened to said a bunch of times it's afi's top 100 most quoted lines oh you're talking about that was his mom by the way that said that did yes you know it that? was yeah yeah i did i was uh, gonna say and uh um, yeah. yeah that's hilarious. Uh, but you're talking uh, about the first diner scene then yes i'm not talking about the the orgasm it's their first car ride i think yes they stop yes. for food right dude that that scene is what made me love this movie i wrote so i i liked that for, one a lot for too. those of you who don't know i have on my letterbox i have a list of food scenes that i love and one of those is this movie and i will read to you the scene that i'm talking about harry and sally Eat together for the first time in a diner. Sally orders the chef salad with the oil and vinegar on the side and an apple pie a la mode, but would like the pie heated and it doesn't want, and she doesn't want the ice cream on top. She wants it on the side and, and with strawberry instead of vanilla, if they have it, if not, then no ice cream, just the whipped cream, but only if it's real, if it's, if it's out of the can, then she wants nothing. No pie. She wants, yeah, she wants no pie. No, no, she does. He goes, oh. no pie. She's like, no, just oh. the pie, but not yeah. heated. Yeah, dude. <laughs> when I saw that for the first time, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. I love this scene. Like, I think that might be my favorite scene, actually. I'd like the chef salad, please, with the oil and vinegar on the side and the apple pie a la mode. Chef and apple a la mode. But I'd like the pie heated, and I don't want the ice cream on top. I want it on the side, and I'd like strawberry instead of vanilla if you have it. If not, then no ice cream, just whipped cream, but only if it's real. If it's out of a can, then nothing. Not even the pie? No, just the pie, but then not heated. Uh Uh-huh. A fun thing about the ordering, too, that was also inspired directly by Nora Ephron. Is she a picky eater? And, And she'll literally do that, where she'll, like, redesign the dish when she mm-hmm. orders it apparently they added that pretty late to the script mm-hmm. but he was like i was just thinking about you doing it and uh, you know what a distinct like thing it was and how, how good right. it would be for the yeah. character but apparently she does that and um he he said she she makes it like rob reiner said she makes it better than what the chef originally intended which is a line in the movie so that <laughs> yeah. that really was his yeah. way of like yeah you know uh, describing Nora efron doing it all sorts of things came into the movie that it's embarrassing to me took so long to come into well, the, the movie. Well, the whole thing about ordering. The whole thing about ordering, yeah. and that was because we were ordering well, Because lunch. I watched you order. I know, it was horrifying. I watched you order, yeah. and I said, my God, this has to be in the movie. 
I know, and I remember the sandwich too. W which one? What was it? It was avocado and bacon and sprouts yes. and cheese, but I wanted half of it on the side and <laughs> and the mayonnaise <laughs> in a little plate. You know, yeah, it was yeah. just unending. It was yeah. it was the nineteenth time I had done my horrible ordering. I guess she would hold really yeah. great dinner parties, so she really yeah. is like a foodie too. Oh. For the record, don't do that. <laughs> when you go eat, do not do that. I mean, if you're at a diner, fine. If you're at like a, you know, if you're, I don't know, Applebee's, Sizzler, <laughs> uh, Cheesecake Factory, go ahead, do it. It's fine. But don't, if you're like at a nice restaurant, do not do that, please. I know it's cute. I know, I know Meg Ryan did it cute, but don't, please don't. We we put a lot of thought in the dish. It's supposed to all come around together full circle in one plate, sometimes in multiple plates. So if you change one thing or two things about one dish, it's going to ruin the whole experience that someone worked hard for your palate. Just saying. And I'm also just triggered because my mom does that. So... <laughs> That, that, yeah, there's been times where where she's like, she does that, and I'm like, Mom, dude, stop! And she's like, What? I can't eat the way I want to eat? I'm like, You can, but this like this isn't the this isn't the atmosphere for that. Oh, like, if you don't want that, then pick order something else. I was gonna say I wouldn't be able to handle it. It's, I would I'd put my head down and I'd I wouldn't be able to look <laughs> if, up when they were doing it. Yeah, because I. Yeah, I actually do do that. Uh, I I have to admit, after I literally just said, <laughs> I was gonna say this is quite a reversal, <laughs> quite a mixed message. Now I do do that at In and Out. Oh well, In and Out's all, they're all about customizing. I don't Secret know. Menu. Sometimes, yeah, but I I take it to a next level. They give you a little. They give you a little. No, they they don't do anything. But my order is a mouthful. Yeah. You know, like I'm stacking things. I want to hear it. Oh, I miss in and out This is going to be painful, actually. This is a little tangent here, but I, during, during the summer, I gave myself a project, which is because of the secret menu, I, I decided to go through all the different variations that are possible for an in and out grilled cheese, because I don't eat meat. So like you can do toasted bun, extra toasted bun uh animal style uh all the three three different types of onions uh chopped chilies yeah. uh, raw cheese uh, two two cheeses pickles add whatever a bunch of variations so i added on my phone i like listed of all the types of variations and then every time i would go i would get two grilled cheeses and no fries and they both would have different variations and i would rate every single one that I had so that I can just personally find the best grilled cheese. <laughs> I love that. Like the best variation possible. I wrote notes on every single burger. Like this one was good, but I feel like if it had more acid, it would have been better. And like you get acid from the chopped chilies or maybe it had too much, maybe whatever. Cool. But ultimately my order is grilled cheese animal style no lettuce hmm. add whole raw onions add whole grilled onions 
So the animal style comes with pickles already and diced up caramelized onions mm. and mustard. Oh, and I add extra mustard for okay. the acid. To me, that is the perfect grilled cheese. I want to try it. So the only, if if, if you're going to go crazy, go ahead, just do it. I did now, but nowhere else. <laughs> Sorry. In and out, I think it is one of the safer spots. They're also the nicest right. people at In and Out. I've True. Like never actually yeah. Yeah. had a rude In and Out person. But because it's such a mouthful, they sometimes they get it wrong. I'm like, dang it, you know. <laughs> but it is only it's only three dollars, so I can't complain. Dang, that's a good deal. Yeah. Will you yeah. ship me In and Out? Just dude, if I could, I would or something. And <laughs> I miss it, dude. What's the closest one to you? uh oregon or vegas i'd have to look on a map vegas mm-hmm. you're nowhere near vegas than oregon or- <laughs> i think northern oregon has one los angeles is closer to you than vegas how is vegas the closest one in the, i'm not good at geography i'm not good at spatial <laughs> okay. awareness okay. okay okay that's fair <laughs> i was just trying to think <laughs> yeah those those would be the two most northern ones i'll, I'll right. say maybe maybe okay. Air- Arizona's, but um, man, I miss. It. I'll just say in and out. Like, yeah. I'm just gonna go grab some. I'll be in and out, and I go, oh, and I get hungry. Oh it's, no! It's so <laughs> it's like, man, I miss it. That's one of the, probably the hardest things yeah. about not being in LA anymore. So back to the movie. Mm. Yeah, sorry, got sorry. In and out. Sorry. <laughs> like, what are we talking yeah. about here? We have I haven't eaten today. Maybe that's what's going on here. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. There's a montage in this that i really love okay it's when they're officially friends now and they're starting to get to know each other and it's a montage of them like getting the christmas tree together and they're having dinner together and then you can see like the the camera shot is from the outside of the restaurant and you can see her hands kind of like making the gestures like no this extra this like not this and then and then yeah like how you said like harry's harry's hand is like over his eyes <laughs> like oh god you know um and but all in the while like the in the, during that whole montage they're they're also talking on the phone together and like that's kind of like the the point where they're finally opening yeah they're really opening up to each other getting to know one another and rather than um understanding just like their exterior personalities now they're finally actually getting to know like the real them you know like their how they think how they feel how they view things which i really loved I really liked the split screen phone call. I think it's like yeah. the first time where they're both laying in bed talking because mm-hmm. I think at that point, Harry had been broken up. That was like during his divorce period, I think. Yeah. That was like their first, like one of the first scenes when they started becoming friends. Like really? Yeah. 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 It's very cute. It's, I, I yeah. feel like it was very um, inspired. A lot of other scenes where mm-hmm. there's like split screen phone calls <laughs> of people yeah. in bed. Yeah. I enjoyed I thought it was just very sweet. It's one I think it's one of the most like romantic scenes in the movie to me. Just there's something very intimate about it, but in a very like wholesome way, you know. Again, the the, mm-hmm. the least intimate part of the movie is when they have sex. Like that is the most That's separated true. they are. Like their true intimate moments are like yeah. just them sitting talking late at night or doing That's so running true, around dude. and running, you know. Yeah. Which I which I really in, enjoyed because like yeah. again, they all they talk about is sex, but then in the end that's like the least 
important part of their relationship really like right the relationship really happens because yeah. of everything other than sex yeah. but there's a hilarious moment one of my f- favorite jokes in the movie is uh they're going to bed and she's like you know i'm gonna go to bed what are you gonna do he's like oh i'll try to sleep and she's like well what if you can't and he's like oh, i'll just keep i'll just like moan or something like that or yeah. practice my moaning and he's like maybe i'll start now and he starts moaning on the phone yeah. her. not mm-hmm. sexual like set misery like oh. a ghost <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she hangs up and they keep the split screen on where yeah. she turns her light off so her half yeah. of the screen just goes black mm-hmm. and then on his side he really does keep moaning <laughs> will you be able to sleep if not i'll be okay what'll you do i'll stay up and moan maybe i should practice now good night Harry. Yeah. He really does yeah. just lay there moaning in misery, pun intended. What I appreciate about that <laughs> what I appreciate about that scene is that both of the actors did a really good job of not showing that they don't care for each other they don't care for each other yet. Like they're legitimately just friends still. Their intentions aren't going any further than that. Because she goes away, she's going to bed, and then the shot is just on him and he's literally just still yeah just watching TV now and making the noises to himself, not really contemplating or thinking about her. Like it's literally just like, this is that's, that part. Like that's gone now. Like that, my conversation with her is gone now. Now it's like back to me. But I do think the fact that they keep the split screen does say too, that they still are kind of uh, underlying in each other's yeah. company, even though they've yes. hung up, both of them still, they are Maybe, essentially mm-hmm. laying next to each other mm-hmm. in bed emotionally. Yeah. Maybe like, they don't know, but the audience knows. Yes. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. It, it really is just like pure like companionship at that point where they are just supporting each other. I don't know. It's it's a really yeah. sweet movie. And, and since you asked about my relationship, and I liked it a lot too, I think, because me, uh, there are a lot of times that me and my wife would be in different states where she'd be in Washington and I'd be in Los Angeles still. And we would like FaceTime at night and just kind of hang out while we were going to bed. Um, mm-hmm. And so that too, I, I thought yeah. was like very, um, it resonated with me. Actually, it's insane to think about that back then, this was just a movie tactic, splitting screens. Yeah. But now it's a reality. Now we, they were FaceTime we, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so wild to think about that. I just, I we just put that together. Split yeah. screen in real life. <laughs> We're literally splitting screens We're right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. weird. That's yeah. awesome. That's so funny. I do want to go back to the the interludes of all the real stories. Yeah. When when that first one came on, it reminded me of how I met your mother. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah, I can see that. Like it was very similar because in the show you've seen the show, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So in the show, it's. Well, I guess it's reversed because I'm 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 
now I'm uh, mixing it with the revamp with Hilary Duff. But how I met in, your father. Yeah, but in the original, it's like the kids being told the story and they're just sitting there and the show is pretty much a longer version of the interludes in this movie. You know, very I, thought, yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of that, but this movie almost definitely inspired mm-hmm. how I met your mother because it's also very much where it's like couples talking about relationships mm-hmm. a lot of the time you know what i mean yeah. like just sitting yeah. in new york and yeah. very much like a new york love story mm-hmm. yeah that's a good that's a good one yeah one other cute meta thing about this movie this movie like you said was very much inspired by rob reiner his experiences being a single guy in his 20s you know mm-hmm. and just like you know him and nor efron kind of talking about that coming into the movie he was in a situation of like not believing in love like he was really billy crystal at the start of the movie and like that was kind of where he was coming from wanting to make this movie where he's like you know i don't think it's real i think you know all these like it's impossible blah 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 he actually met his wife on this movie during the movie it was um oh what barry sonfield the the dp it was his friend and he had told rob reiner about this girl he wanted him to meet and he's like you're gonna marry this girl i promise no that apparently this is rob reiner from his mouth in an interview and so he um didn't end up meeting her he's like oh cool like you know that'd be great maybe we can but he's busy making movies and then she came and visited barry sonnenfield on the set of how i met, uh, how I met your mother of when harry met sally they even have yeah. met in the name yeah. yeah i can't that's crazy actually yeah and he saw her apparently and he was like hey who's that girl and barry sonnenfield was like that's the girl i was telling you about this is so the one crazy. i wanted you to meet and yeah. he's like wow she's really cute you know well what are you guys doing and she's like we're gonna go get lunch you know and he's like oh maybe i can come and you know hang out and so him barry nora efron carrie fisher billy crystal oh uh, man Meg ryan all went to lunch together like wow what, what a the- crazy lunch to go to also yeah. carrie fisher's in this movie and she's awesome in it she's so i love carrie fisher yeah we didn't really yeah, we touch on about, her but we gotta talk about her and mm-hmm. um what's her name too her because they have their own little movie her, romance her. Uh, mm-hmm. the best friends, how they also get together in this movie. Meg Ryan and, and Carrie no, Fisher? No, no, um, Carrie Fisher and... Oh, the best friends of Harry it, and Sally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Whose names I'm blanking on. But anyway, to finish the story, they went to lunch and then, you know, hit it off and, and uh, you know, kept dating. But so he actually had his own, like, meta Billy Crystal storyline where he was the cynical guy and like wrote the movie as that guy, but then while making the movie had yeah. the like romantic fake ending, which I thought was was really neat. So many meta things today in this yeah. pod. It's been yeah, a, yeah I'm I'm yeah. I'm, uh, I'm freaking out a little bit. This is a, <laughs> yeah, I got a schizophrenic yeah, episode, making me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mary and Jess. That's Mary the, and Jesse, yes. Yeah, that's the name of the. So there's a a great scene with them where they try to set each other up with Harry and Sally. They so they each have their mm-hmm. best friends, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, here, meet. You should hang out with my best friend." And so the Carrie mm-hmm. Fisher tries to date Billy Crystal, and Meg Ryan tries to date Jesse. They totally don't vibe at all with each other's mm-hmm. best friends, but then the best friends connect and hit it mm-hmm. off. So Carrie Fisher yeah. and Bruno Kirby. And there's this hilarious scene where they both split up after dinner. They all have dinner together. 
it's a horrible date except for the wrong connections mm-hmm. um and carrie fisher pulls billy crystal aside and bruno kirby oh god slow down Car- the two yeah. girls pair up and the two yeah. guys pair up <laughs> yeah and they both kind of say, hey, I'm vibing with your friend. Is it cool yeah. if we hang out? And both Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan are like, oh, you know, Harry's really sensitive. Give yeah. him a week or so before yeah. you break his break it to him. And then she says, this, uh, he says the same thing about yeah. Sally. And then they both meet up after these conversations where everybody agrees just to let it lie for a week or so. Mm-hmm. And then immediately Bruno Kirby's like, well, I don't really feel much like walking anymore. I think I'll get a cab. I'll go with you. Great. Taxi! And it just goes to show you that the two of them, Mary and Jesse's characters, they were both ready for relationships and opened. Yes. And open for something to happen, which yeah. is why they connected so quickly. They're like, oh. We want the same thing. Let's go. Which is why Harry and Sally were left there outside in the cold, not (laughs) in a cab. Yeah, because they're still trying to navigate what they want, you know, which is why that which is what makes this movie so great. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because they know once they once they realize because he's looking for somebody to appreciate his writing. Yeah. And that was another really cute Mm -hmm. moment that I loved when um she quotes something she read in the paper earlier that day Mm -hmm. that she thought was really interesting and it turns out bruno kirby's character wrote that article and he's like i wrote that restaurants are to people in the 80s what theater was to people in the 60s i read that in a magazine i wrote that get out of here (laughs) no i did i wrote that I've never quoted anything from a magazine in my life that's amazing don't you think that's amazing and you wrote it I also wrote Pesto's Quiche of the 80s. Get over yourself. I did. I have one more note on here, and it, cool. it can kind of tie into this. And I've kind of, I pretty much, I mean, we've we've pretty much talked about this the whole episode, but I was reading someone else's review on this movie, and their final like comment on this is, there's no better foundation for love than a strong bond and friendship which is pretty much this movie it's like they showed you how two people can come together that you don't know are meant to be together yet but they they make them go through the stages of like oh we're friends first you got to show one another that you actually are a good match i really love that sentence it was it was cool if you want to be my lover <laughs> You got to get with my friends. Oh, my God. That, that's what popped in your head? <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. The wisdom of the Spice Girls. Yeah, that's hilarious. Which, by the way, would, wouldn't be a bad movie to, to do. be a fun one. I did. Yeah. That one definitely left an impression on me when I was a kid. I loved that movie. It's a weird. It's a weird. I remember being real weird. Like, I remember not getting it. I, I, Dude, it's a, maybe it's a. Uh, uh, an art house film uh, a sneaky yeah sneaky you never know yeah so i kind of talked about this already i thought i knew that they decide to be friends Mm -hmm. because i thought that was kind of like the twist was that this is like a rom-com where they actually end up 
you know, agreeing not to be romantic, right. uh, which is not true. There's um, the big finale. It's New Year's and they're both alone. She's at a party. He's at home. He ends up walking around New York. He realizes walking around that he loves Sally and he wants to be mm-hmm. with her. He knows she's at this party somehow. I kind of missed that. But so he sprints to her. It's the big romantic ending where he's running to find her at midnight on New Year's. She's mm-hmm. sad and she's leaving the party because there's no one there to kiss her and she just feels weird about it. And so he gets to her and she's like, F you, dude. You know, I'm having the worst night. Just yeah. leave me alone. Yeah. I'm because sick of you. Of you. Yeah. yeah. And then he gives the big romantic speech where he's like, yeah. you crinkle your nose when you when I'm you yeah. think I'm crazy and yeah. you order weird food and yeah. and I love you. And and I just um, when once you realize you want to be with somebody the rest of your life, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible, which is like the big line, you know, yeah, and then they kiss and they're, it's beautiful. And then the movie ends with um, there's been the motif of the old couples talking about how they met. And mm. now it's Harry and Sally having yeah, their talking, talking about, their, about it yeah. um, and they get married and it's it's very sweet mm-hmm. both bob reiner is that his name did i say it? yeah yeah and no and nora efron both agree that that's the wrong ending for the movie and what? both of them really? feel like it's actually kind of like a fake ending where it's like <gasps> the fake happy ending what in, in an interview you're breaking my heart right now dude both of them and i guess the first draft they didn't get together that was like a yeah. later addition to it and for the longest time they didn't get together in it one time the first draft yeah they yeah. did not get together right and that to me has always seemed like forgive me the true ending well it did to me too and that's why we I kind of went with that for a while because i couldn't imagine how he they could ever get together or how a man could ever get together with a woman uh, but <laughs> But but it was it made sense to me but when I met Michelle. Made, I met Michelle in the movie. Then it made sense they could. I, get. Yes, I understand that. But yeah. before you met Michelle, you had made a decision Decide to do yeah, that yeah. they should get together. And but I didn't feel good about it. I felt odd about it. I knew commercially you had to you know kind of how to do that, but it didn't it didn't feel right. You know what I mean? It well, didn't I feel think right. for the story, it doesn't really feel right. Which blew so, my mind because I thought that was the ending. But did you read about them not about the original script them not being together? Did you read that first and then watch the movie? No, that was in an interview with Bob Reiner and Nora Ephron where they both yeah. talked about that. Yeah, but did you listen to that before or after you watched the movie? After the movie. Really? Okay. I was watching so it last they, night. Before so they didn't, it didn't. It didn't make you. It didn't skew your. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it, it, that's so, the minor thing. The, the the more interesting thing is that both of them did feel like it. It would have made more sense for them to not to, get together. Really? Yeah, that's what they so. said. Do you? I, I wouldn't like it as much without that ending. Mm, is what I'll say. Yeah. I I mean, it 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 would it really would change the dynamic of the movie like if if they didn't get to if they didn't get together then it wouldn't really be a rom-com it would be more like a 500 days of summer Mm, interesting yep where they actually don't they don't because even in that movie they kind of play around with like this is not a romance movie you know so like it would be the same situation what what when when actually i personally love when movies are have realistic endings like you know what not it's not it's not always going to be a happy ending yeah you know but i guess we'll never know because this movie ended this way 
it did this is the way I it want is it. the way it ended yeah yeah and i think i think it it didn't feel wrong to me. Like, I think it, yeah, no, it didn't. you know what I mean? I know yeah. I said, I said a lot saying I thought yeah. I was confused, but I was like, I was like relieved. Yeah. Cause again, I thought I was going to get the 500 days of summer ending. Right. I was kind of happy that it wasn't. Well, I guess really what's most important is that they're giving it a shot after all of this. They're giving it a chance. They're giving, they're giving the relationship a chance. And they're and both maybe, like letting go of the baggage that yeah, has kept them exactly. from admitting they yeah. like each other, and they, yeah. you know, which is really like the another key component to a good relationship is like being open, you know, and big time. But but who knows? Maybe you know, maybe if this movie was a, another half hour longer, maybe they would have broken up. You don't have know. A whole nother, yeah. I kind of thought that was going to happen in the interview too. Even up to the interview, I was like, "Oh, they're going to talk about how they ended up splitting up." The last real- interview. Uh-huh. Oh, that would see that would have been good. I thought it was going to be like a twist. We're like, but ten years now, we've been divorced and that we're still best been, friends. Like, dude, we, it wasn't the right thing. That's yeah. kind of what I, I thought till the yeah. very last scene. I was literally waiting yeah. for it to flip on me. I would have accepted that. That it ending. made it would have made sense, yeah. and it still would have been sweet yeah. that they were yeah. doing the interview as friends after yes. so like, you know like they love they found where they were meant to be together either yeah. way i'm into that this is just a random one but um there were a few other names for the movie before they landed on when harry met sally mm-hmm. uh one early one was how they met another was harry this is sally which was both of their favorite title they both thought that was the best one Lame. and then another one was boy meets girl which is a terrible one and they ended up doing when harry met sally dot 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 and apparently the dot 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 on the title was really important to rob reiner really that was like a key part of the title he didn't like it without the dot 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 and like fought and were efron for the dot 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 which i didn't even realize there was i'm gonna have to make sure i include that in all of our titles yeah three yeah three Three dots, one for every five-year gap. Oh, that's cool. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Three when stages of their lives. They do meet so many yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, I I really liked this movie. I think we're we're we've we've hit it. Let me see. Let me make sure. I know there's there's always stuff I think. Well, we're about. at an hour. No, this was good. Yeah, this one is a good chunk. This was a perfect Christmas kickoff. I'm very excited for this Christmas season. I hope you'll be on more. Dude, I, yeah. If you, Are if you going to be busy? Have... We can talk about this off offline too. I'll make it work because I love Christmas. Cool. Well, this was awesome. We're going to be back next week. I'm going to try to do four episodes this month weekly. I'm going to try not to miss one. Next week, we have not picked yet. So that'll be announced on Instagram. Check us out there if uh, you want to get updates on when episodes are coming out and what movies we are doing i'm really bad about getting the episodes out consistently so i will have i always update things there a few days before we have a new episode uh that is log it underscore pod andy is komal underscore la or is it law la it is la meant to be okay yeah uh it was taken (laughs) so i just put la 
So um, follow him there. Yeah. I'm F is for movies on things. Well, let's do favorite lines. So mine is um, Harry's talking about being, being depressed and how the holidays are a time, for, a real crazy time for depression. And then Meg Ryan very callously is like, yeah, a lot of suicides. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for the easy reach and say, I'll have what she's having. Yeah, you got, I was going to say, someone's yeah. got to do it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Oh, you. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I but maybe you I can put it up. in later. Yeah. Um, What happened with that, anyways? It just won't play for some reason. Oh. I go live. I, I, I queued it up. Well, we're sorry, oh, folks. No, yeah, no, we'll... it'll be there. It'll be there. Okay, okay. I always add it in the end, anyway. Okay. Everybody, go watch a movie. Go watch a movie.